Hi, everybody. Drake Hill here. Before I start the show, I've got good news to share. Hair, How I Grew It, is now available on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and spread the word. Now Hair, How I Grew It. And I remember once reading in Essence magazine, a man uh, writing and saying that the day black women own their hair is the day that conquer the world. And I think that is so true that you will conquer your life the day you embrace your hair as it is naturally, because all the other ways require you to contort your thinking about yourself, about whether you're beautiful or not, just as you are. This is Hair, How I Grew It, a show where sisters talk about their hair-raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s, and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400-year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It, features Black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview my friend, communications professional and children's book author, Caroline Brewer. Caroline is busy gearing up for the November release of her 12th book called Darius Daniels, Game On. So I'm grateful she took some time to talk to me. Years ago, when I asked some sisters to write their natural hair stories for a collection of essays I wanted to publish, Caroline was the first one to say yes, so I knew I had to interview her for this podcast. We met in the mid-1990s in her hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana. She was an editorial columnist for the Journal Gazette, one of the city's local newspapers, and I was a TV reporter at the CBS station. Caroline wore her very tight, curly coils in a high-top fade. I remember thinking, wow, when I saw it. While natural hair wasn't on my personal radar back then, in fact, I didn't see the beauty in it for years. I did recognize the courage it took to wear it. You were in your what mid to late 20s in the early 90s in Red State, Indiana, in a city that had what two to three, maybe four black women with naturals at the time. Your mom, I believe, was a stylist, so I'm sure she has straightened many a heads. And here you come with, I'm going natural. (laughs) I'm like, you know, who, you know, how did that happen? Where did you get the gumption to do it? Well, it's interesting. And uh, you're right. I did not see that as a, a brave move. But if it, if it is, if it were, uh, it would have come from growing up with my mother who 
was just um, the most genuine person you could ever meet. She did whatever she felt was right for her um, and, you know, just owned it. At the time, I was wearing a jerry curl, I believe, because that was the popular style at that time. And I'd worn it through most of my college years. I think I had started in high school and I was just bored with it. And someone um, said to me, you know, you would look good with really short hair or bald head or and I just thought what <laughs> that's crazy um but at some point the idea of changing my hair um started to gain on me and so I just decided to cut it myself what a trim maybe but cut your hair yourself who does that especially back then but before Caroline got too deep into the haircutting details, I asked her to take me back to her hair beginnings. I probably started doing my own hair middle school um, in terms of styling it. But my mother, because she was a beautician, uh, even, even before she went to beauty school and opened her own salon, she always did our hair um, and she would do... Um, the hair of other people's children just because she was really good at it and she enjoyed doing it. During her early years, Caroline's hair stayed natural. She even sported a short afro when the Jackson 5 first came on the scene with their huge afros. In elementary and middle schools, her mom pressed and curled her hair with a hot comb. She had a perm for a few years in high school and didn't love it. No chemical burns, but... My hair didn't take well to the perm. It was much better with a press and curl. Now, when you say much better, what do you... Oh, you mean in terms of... Well, it just felt, it felt, it felt healthier. I didn't have any issues with it. Um, with the perm, I just remember my hair kind of feeling stiffer and drier. The worst thing for me about perms was how long you spent in the salon. And I had an advantage <laughs> over most people because my mom's salon was always in our home. She had a special room uh, that she built on to our home. And so all I had to do was go downstairs and go into her salon and she was right there to take care of my hair or if I wanted to wash it in between sets, you know, she, you know, I could, I, that I could do myself, but I hated how long it took to get my hair done. And then when I was in college, if I went somewhere else to get my hair done, I hated how long I had to spend in the beauty salon. So <laughs> when I think about hair trauma, spending two, three hours or more in a beauty salon, to me that was traumatizing. 
back to Caroline cutting her own hair. Remember, she had chopped off the jerry curl ends, leaving behind an afro that was a few inches and a bit choppy. While the Indiana native doesn't recall the exact date of her amateur cut, she does recall mom's reaction to seeing the new do just minutes before Caroline left home for her job as the mayor's press secretary. You mean you're going to work with your hair like that? You're going to wear your hair around white people like that? (laughs) And I just said, yes, I am. And I picked up my purse and I walked out the door. And it was it was fine. You know, I guess I knew. You know, her her what she said didn't didn't shock me. Um. I didn't expect it, but I, I, I knew how people in Fort Wayne felt about natural hair at that time. You know, permed hair was everything. That, that, was, that was just how you wore your hair. It was the proper way to present yourself. So, but it, it didn't phase me at all. So you go to work and you know, it's a high profile position. I mean, you're the PIO uh, and or press secretary. Same thing, correct? They're both. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was the reaction of the mayor, of your contemporaries, your co-workers? What were they saying? I don't remember the mayor saying anything, but I remember all of the white women in my office just um, expressing effusive praise oh my god look at your hair oh my your hair is beautiful your hair is beautiful your hair is beautiful just everywhere i went that's what i got and were you surprised by it or what you expected it i was i wasn't you know i i expected they'd take notice because there was a big difference um i didn't think it was huge it wasn't like my hair was running down my back you know it wasn't that dramatic a, a, a change um, but it was dramatic enough that, you know, women notice women. <laughs> they notice their clothes. They notice their hair. You know, women women notice women when it comes to how they look. Um, so, yeah. So, but it was fine. It was, and we didn't have any conversations about it. They were just, your hair is lovely. It's beautiful. Love it. And that was it. Now, were there other any other black people that worked in the mayor's office? And if so, did they have anything to say? There were other black people who worked in the mayor's office um, at that time because people came and went. So I don't remember who was there, but I don't remember getting any responses from any black people. There was a black man who worked in the office at one point um, and there was a black woman who was chief of staff, but I don't recall getting any responses from them. But outside the workplace was a different story. Black men were stopping me. Your hair is beautiful. Sister, your hair is beautiful. I love your hair. I, oh, I love, you know, that's what I was getting from a lot of Black men. The Black women who would speak to me in my family and among a few friends would say, so what are you going to do with your hair now that you cut it off? <laughs> so what are you going to do with your hair? <laughs> you know, are you going to permit? Are you going to 
you know, go back to the curl. What are you going to do with your hair? As if this was some kind of interim phase and that my hair didn't need anything done to it. It was perfectly fine as it was. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Today, I'm talking to communications professional and children's book author, Caroline Brewer. More on Caroline's natural hair journey in a bit. First, she shares why her first middle grade adventure novel is a must read for your youngster. While the tale isn't about natural hair, it does celebrate it by featuring many characters who sport naturals proudly. Darius Daniels' Game On is my 12th book, and it was inspired by my dear mama. It's about an 11-year-old boy, a video game, and a great and scary adventure that the boy cannot escape until he hurts somebody. D was his name, you see, and he was on the edge. Family and friends on one side, getting together at his home, him on the other side, sometimes feeling alone in a game world that made his head swirl, jammed up his brain, and rained karate chops and knocked him for a loop. He didn't see it coming that morning. Should have been a warning, but no. Oops. To complete the journey with D, children will have tons of fun crossing a sea of wormed play. The book is loaded with rhythm, rhyme, raps, riddles, and more than 10 forms of poetry. So check out Darius Daniels' Game On. It goes on sale November 1st, 2019. Go to carolinebrewerbooks.com to order a copy. That's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-B-R-E-W-E-R-B-O-O-K-S.com. Now, back to the show. Caroline soon realized that her amateur cut needed a professional's touch, and she knew the place to get it was Indianapolis, where nearly every Hoosier went for all things hip and fashionable. And for African Americans, the place to go was the Indiana Black Expo in Indy, which had a hair show. So Caroline got her hair cut there and left with something totally unexpected. I may have had an afro that was three inches, four inches, you know, it was short. But when they finished, it was slick to my head. There was no afro. It was what we call close crop now. I remember going to the bathroom with my friends to really look at it, and I was stunned. I'd never, you know, my hair had never been that short, and I, I didn't like it. I, you know, it was, it was, it was a shock. And one of them immediately said, "Oh, it's going to grow back. It looks fine." And so I said, "Yeah, that's true. It will grow back." And so. Um, that was the only moment for me where wearing a natural, I felt 
bad. I felt some sadness. I felt like, oh, you know, I don't know that I wanted to go this far. <laughs> well, lo and behold, I got over that. <laughs> I started having it cut that way often. I loved it. And, and, and again, people responded, oh my God, your hair is beautiful. Oh, you know, I can see your face now and I can see your eyes and, you know, so, and, and, and I saw the same thing and I was like, wow, yeah, you can really see me. After our interview, I wondered why Caroline paid for a cut she didn't like. When I asked her about it, she said it never crossed her mind not to pay for it. Besides, she said, the cut was fine. It just took her a little while to warm up to it. Check out the close crop afro that eventually became Caroline's signature style on the Hair How I Grew It Instagram page at Keep It Nat. That's K-E-E-P-I-T-N-A-T. After leaving the mayor's office, Caroline changed careers. She became an editorial columnist at the Fort Wayne Journal-Gazette. While there, the natural hair pride she exuded convinced two sisters she worked with to go natural. One, a woman much older than Caroline, cut off her relaxed hair and got rave reviews. The other, Caroline's contemporary and considered dowdy by most of the newspaper staff, got insults. She had an even thicker texture of hair and it wasn't styled in any particular way. And unfortunately, there were people who made fun of her. And 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 so we talked about it. She she felt ashamed of her hair. And 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 I, I thought that that was awful uh, because her hair was just lovely. There was nothing wrong with her hair. And, you know, the perms were damaging her hair. It was just very unfortunate that there were people in the workplace who were being very critical of her hair. The hurtful chatter came from Black women, which made the shaming even more disheartening. I'm very sad to say that, but it's true. And I say it, though, um, so that we can recognize the power that we have um, in other people's lives and the responsibility we have to lift people up. Were they just bold in her face? That looks terrible. Or would she, you know, how did she even know what they were saying? Well, I think in most cases, people were whispering behind her back, um, but it was loud enough for her to hear. And I think there were people who said to her that, you know, that there was something wrong with her hair, that, she and and you know what people would usually do is say you know you need to straighten your hair you need to straighten your hair oh your hair is you know it's too thick it's too you know whatever you know you need a, you need who, a you need a style who says that out loud that amazes me oh yeah no i've 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 seen people say that express that yeah as hurtful as the criticism was the sister didn't go back to straightening she pushed on, and Caroline often gave her words of encouragement. You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drakeel Burns. Back to Caroline Brewer after a short break.
While Caroline often got hair compliments, there was backlash. I was on the PBS uh, McNeil Lair News Hour when it was the McNeil Lair News Hour. I was invited to talk about race. There was a book that had come out and um, I think I must have written a column about it. And so I was invited on for the first time. I went on. I thought the interview went really well. And this is while I was a, a editorial writer and columnist at the Dayton Daily News. So probably mid 90s. All the reactions I got were that it was great, it was wonderful. But then in the mail, I received a letter from people who I assumed were white and they wrote that it, there was something um, terribly insulting about my hair. It was a high top fade and they said something like it looked as if I'd stuck my finger in a socket or something like that. And they didn't sign their name, um, which was cowardly of them. You know, they didn't take ownership. They just decided that they would try to send an insult through the mail. And, you know, I, I, it, it kind of made me laugh um, uh, because I, I just thought, you know, these poor people, they really have no idea what they're looking at. You know, that they're looking at an African queen. They're looking at someone who is absolutely in love with her hair and who she is as a person. Not phased, Caroline became even more determined to express her natural hair pride. They need to be aware that Black people are not going to run from themselves. Those days are over. Mostly the close cropped Afro has been the style that I've worn. Um, you know, the high top fade was a phase and then it went away after a few years and it's been close cropped Afro for, um, you know, the past probably 20 years or so. Um, but in the last few years, I decided, okay, maybe it's time to try something different. Let me grow my hair. Uh, in fact, um, it, it really was mm, maybe 16 years ago, I decided to grow an Afro. I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to just let it grow as long as it can grow. So in that process, um, it grew, I don't know, eight, nine, ten inches. Um, and then it started to break. It just, just sections of my hair started to break off. And I, it was shocking to me. It was like, wow, what's, what's going on? Why is this happening? Because my hair was healthy and looked lovely and I loved it. And um, so I kept cutting it, going to a barber and <laughs> having it cut to adjust the places that were breaking off. And, and it just kept breaking. And I was, I had no idea what was going on. And so I ended up going to the close cropped um, Afro again and pretty much stuck with that because that was kind of shocking, you know, to have your hair just break off in, you know, 
pretty large sections and not know what was going on. Well, and, and that would happen off and on over the last few years as I kept trying to say, you know, let me experiment, let me try to grow it out. And then I would have breakage. And it's really not until the last year that I discovered that probably what was going on was that there was, I was not, as my hair was growing, I wasn't giving it enough moisture. So I know I was mostly using shea butter at that time, but my hair, what I understand now is our hair needs water every day in addition to some form of oil, or at least my hair does. To help lock in moisture, Caroline wears a silk or satin cap to bed at night. And I also discovered that it's important for me to braid my hair at night um, to because little knots will form. And so and, and I think that's where some of the breakage comes from. So I'm constantly having to trim my hair um, and also work with it to get the knots out. And when you and say I'm braids, just, are you talking about cornrows or are you just braiding into little braids or sections? I'm, I'm talking about braiding my hair either in cornrows or um, separate braids or in in twisting it just so that um, the hair it's a way of protecting the hair which I'd never had to do this um, before but as you get older your hair changes the texture changes you know things about it change and and so now it's a part of my routine Even though the breakage is tough for Caroline to deal with, she's not giving up on her crown. Wearing my hair naturally, oh my gosh, it didn't matter what the weather was. I didn't have to be afraid of the rain. I didn't have to be afraid of going to the beach or getting into a swimming pool because it might ruin my hair or my hairstyle. I could you know, I could take showers, you know, there's so much freedom (laughs) when you are wearing your hair as God gave it to you. So no doubts at all about the natural hair experience. I did start to have doubts about my own hair and why it seemed to be fragile, especially as it was growing longer. And it has been a long journey to discover what's really going on, what this journey is really all about. And what I realized that it was really about the way I was raised by my mother. I was raised by a mother who loved me unconditionally, who was never critical of me, never critical of my appearance, especially. Um, Uh, and only corrected me when I needed to be corrected. Uh, But just the sense of all-encompassing love that I got from her um, stayed with me, you know, all of my life. And I realized that that's what I needed to have for my hair, that even when it didn't seem to be doing what I would hope it would do or wanted it to do, and even when it seemed to be misbehaving by breaking off for seemingly no reason or 
maybe I wasn't giving it enough moisture, wasn't giving it enough oil, or maybe it needed to be shampooed more often. I still needed to treat my hair with all encompassing love because doing that for my hair was doing that for myself. And that's where Caroline is today, loving her hair through its breakage, which became prevalent around her edges when she wore braid extensions and scarves that weren't silk or satin. I have a new hair care routine that's a lot more extensive. But again, when you love someone or you love something, there's nothing that you won't do for it for love. So it's important to me to take the extra time that I need to take each day or each week to show my hair the love that it needs because, you know, it is a part of me. It doesn't define me, but I can help define it by the love and attention and care that I give to it. Stick around to hear Caroline's detailed hair care routine at the end of the show. As for her mother, who was never critical of her, but did question her initial decision to go natural, she eventually started wearing an afro. She wears extension braids now. Towards the end of our interview, Caroline talked about the responsibility we have to our children, something she learned firsthand when she taught in the Washington, D.C. schools. As a result of my time working in those classrooms, I had little girls come up to me who had taken their braids out and said they wanted to go natural like me. So that's, that's the other beautiful thing that can happen. Our children are watching us. Our children are reading us. And if we are walking around feeling that we are not beautiful just as we are, they're going to get that message. Since going natural, Caroline has relied mostly on barbers for trims and shape-ups. In between visits, she takes care of her hair herself, but remains on the hunt for a D.C. natural hair specialist. Here's Caroline's hair care routine. She washes and conditions her hair every three weeks or so and trims the split ends or knots with each wash. In between washes, Caroline wets her hair with water every morning and works the moisture through her entire head. She applies various oils, including vegetable glycerin. She uses a plastic pick to shape her afro. Four to five times a week at night, Caroline braids her hair in cornrows or individual braids and wears a silk cap, often with the plastic cap underneath, while she sleeps. Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Instagram at Keep It Nat. Tweet me at Hair, How I Grew It and tell me what you think of the show. Also, if you're a sister who wants to tell your natural hair story, tweet me. And who knows, I could be asking you how you grew it. Until next time, keep it natural. <laughs>